guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on the MLW Rewind. As we build to Fury Road, we are literally three days away. And you guys know I never do this alone. I always do this with my PIC, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Oh, hoy, hoy. How's it going? It's going good. If you're listening on SNME, the free feed and the Patreon feed, welcome. If you're on YouTube, welcome. Because you want to see our beautiful faces, that's on you. No judgment. No judgment at all. But hey, that's on you guys. If you want to look at us, totally fine. And if you're listening on any other podcast platform, welcome. As always, here on MLW Rewind, we rewind this week's past fusion. And this week's past fusion was a rewind. Was a rewind. On a rewind as we build towards the main event, which is Alex Kane and Willie Mack for the heavyweight championship. Uh, Bobby, should we get into this one or what? Uh, let's get into it. It was very short, sweet, simple, to the point it was an hour-long episode, but a lot of it was filled with recap matches. Alex Kane's journey into winning the heavyweight championship from Hammerstone, that full match replayed from Never Say Never, which was great to watch again. And, of course, we had Willie Mack's three-way uh, match for the number one contendership, which he won, which also played at the second half of the match. But we also had some pretty cool vignettes building from three weeks out leading into three days before. So the first one was Alex Kane and Big Bear Cali. And he's at the same gym that Triple G trained at, Mike Tyson trained at, Oscar De La Hoya trained out, and he is breathing in greatness, as he put it. Uh, Willie is the next victim, and that's on Bumaye. Willie's going to get his face broken. That's on Bumaye. And this <laughs> win, this win at Fury Road, that is also on Bumaye. Before we get into Willie Max three weeks out, what did you think of Alex Kane's three weeks out and the fact that he was... Breathing in greatness, as he put it in Big Bear. I'm going to tell you, this promo just didn't seem as, I don't know if evil is the word, but it just seemed like, like, oh, I I felt like a baby face promo from Alex Kane. I don't know why, but it did. Well, he did Uh, say he was going to break somebody's face, not necessarily a baby face thing. Yeah, but still, it just, it came off like a, not as I don't know. Dark is maybe a word. I, I don't know if I'm using the right vocab here, but his, his his other stuff just seems more like intense. He seemed more relaxed. I guess he's the champ. He's on top. He's a little more relaxed and he's not sweating Willie Mack. Uh, so that's how it came off for me, but it was certainly a good promo. Uh, it's just Alex being Alex. That's fair. That's fair. Pause. Hold on. Got to drop a deuce? No, no. Let's close that fucking deuce. <laughs> Just hope there was no background from the fucking air conditioner. I didn't hear anything. Okay, perfect. All right. And on pause. No, I absolutely agree with you. I totally agree with you. Uh, next, we're moving on to South Central, where Willie Max from. His fight camp, which is not really a fight camp. It's more of him walking around the streets because he's been there. He's been to all the hard places. After the fire that we know that happened and after losing his foster mom at 14, he had to figure out his life. And pro wrestling was it. Pro wrestling was his life. So I guess Willie Mack's training camp is not so much a training camp, more of a a mental recap of the struggles that he's been through to get to potentially his first world championship. This one really hit home for me. It just hit the fact that he recapped everything that we had seen. And three weeks out, he's back in South Central, kind of rewalking his path to where he was, to where he wants to be. And I thought thought his promo... uh, was not better than Alex's necessarily, but I thought that it gave us that underdog feel, which we've already expect or which we've already seen throughout this entire feud. But it just, I don't know. It had a little bit more 
it got me in the feels a little bit more, if that makes sense. Your thoughts? No, I, I agree with you. Uh, this was just a, a very real, you know what I mean? It was a promo, but it's it was just real. And Willie Mac just talking about uh, his state of mind and where he comes from and how he's prepared. And, you know, I, I really enjoy this this depth into Willie Mac that we're seeing of his of his character. Uh, it, it was great. I, again, I don't know if it was better, worse. I, I wouldn't put it, but it was it was solid. And I really enjoy this angle that they're going of of Willie Mac being the underdog. But, you know, he's been everywhere and done almost everything except won that world title. So this is his shot. So I, I dug it. Absolutely. So after these two uh, three-week-out promos that we got from both uh, competitors, uh, we get the full recap of Alex Kane versus Alex Hammerstone at Never Say Never. Uh, like I said, great match. If you don't know the results for that, obviously Alex Kane goes on to win, tapping out Hammerstone for the MLW Championship. And you can go back, back through our archives and watch the entire recap of Never Say Never, our review of Never Say Never, which we dropped immediately after. And it was very well received, and we appreciate all the love and support we got on that one. And uh, now we shift to two weeks out from Fury Road, and Alex Kane's in Hot Lana. He's at the Grill Restaurant. It's been closed down, Rob. It's been closed down so he can eat healthy and he can stay focused. And it's him as Mr. Thomas, his corner man, enjoys and a lot of salad, a lot of Caesar salad, a lot of great Caesar salad. I didn't see any croutons. I saw no. Uh, parmesan cheese on that bad boy and i actually didn't see any dressing but it did look like a caesar salad or it could have just been a, a giant wedge of romaine lettuce with a very light salad dressing i'm not sure exactly which salad it was but we caught him at the appetizer stage of this and um uh <laughs> he's gonna be like this in hot lana uh until willie willie's whole ass gets choked out his words that's a quotable from alex kane two weeks away in hot lana what do you think about the fact that Don King went ahead and closed down the entire grill restaurant in Atlanta, from which I understand from when I looked it up on the internet, it's a staple. Like, it is a hot Atlanta staple for fantastic food. And Don King just bought up the whole place and shut it down for Kane and Thomas. I mean, you got to love that championship lifestyle, am I right? Well, I mean, absolutely. But there's the only reason that Don King was able to do that was because Becca had decided she wasn't going to eat there. So the restaurant was available. Um, but yeah, it, 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 what do you give me that face for? Why, why are we even, none of this episode had anything to do with Becca till the very end when they recapped her match with the uh, Makito. That's going to happen on Sunday. There was no, well, there was, she, she just dropped a new song. I don't know if you, if you saw it and it's about Makito and it's a banger. Uh, I saw so, it. I didn't listen to it, but I saw it. You should listen to it. It's it, it's a banger, and and as I was saying, so since Becca wasn't eating there, the restaurant was available. Don King decided to close it down, mm -hmm. uh, or rent it out uh, exclusively for Boumaye. and yeah, that was that's a lot. Like I'm a vegetarian, and I don't eat that much salad. That's that's a lot of salad. Well, you got to stay focused, Rob. You got to stay ring ready, and you got to eat the right. You got to eat healthy, man. To be bro, where's the protein in there? Where's well, the protein? They, that, obviously, that was the first course. I think we're getting into semantics. That was the opening course. They just caught him at the opening course. Salad's always the opening course. Uh, not in an Italian household. It closes the meal. 
Well, okay, but that that's that's this is the grill steakhouse. This is a steakhouse, not an Italian restaurant it's a steakhouse. That is that is a fair point. Okay. So the salad usually starts the meal in a steakhouse, so that we just caught them at the appetizer stage. I'm sure the protein was I there. Suppose. I I could see I could see uh Willie uh or sorry, not Willie. Well, Willie could eat anything. We've seen, we know Willie's diet, but I could see Alex going for like a not so much a filet mignon. He's definitely probably a T-bone. Or a uh, hawk bone steak kind of guy, like you know what I mean, like the uh, the big honking like Fred Flintstone style steak. I don't know what the- like a tomahawk, tomahawk, yeah, tomahawk steak kind of guy. I seem as more of a porterhouse guy. Okay, port even still porterhouse tomahawk. I mean apples to oranges at that point. They're both huge cuts of meat. So it's a big old steak. Absolutely, Mr. Tom is definitely definitely a uh, a ribeye kind of guy. I don't know. I just get that I get that ribeye kind of vibe from Mr. Thomas. Really, a rib steak? Yeah, hmm. ribeye or a baseball steak, if you will. I've had a baseball steak before. I love um, baseball steak. They're good. They really are. Yeah, but the you, you, the, the best, like the most you're going to cook them is rare. Like of course. It's, it's, you got you got to like your, your undercooked meat. Yeah, I mean, I know some people who go blue, and that's just, I think that's just like as close to eating raw meat as possible. I mean, blue is just, if nobody knows the steak, blue is literally just seared for like a minute on each side, and then boom, it's out the door. Oh, black and blue is even better. They char the outside, but right. the inside's still raw. Yeah, yeah, that's That's, that's money. I've never had black and blue. I don't think I've ever gone that. The most I've ever gone is uh, my my steak choice is a medium rare. I like my I like it a little bloody, but not gross. Uh, medium well, rare. For I know, me is... uh, as you know, I no longer uh, partake in the the flesh of the animals. But when I did, uh, my motto was knock its horns off and throw it on my plate. Yeah, fair enough. Rare, rare as f. Rare as f. Okay, right on. Okay, well, now we shift over to Willie. Two weeks out, he's still. In South Central. He has not left South Central. And uh, according to Willie, Kane has been handed everything. Handed everything. He's And and he stands next to a no dumping sign somewhere in South Central where he says he can't bring Alex here because when he dumps him on his back and the ref will count that one, two, three and chocolate thunder, Willie Mack will be the new champ. And I thought that was a great play on words right next to no dumping sign. And Willie Mack showed Alex Kane that uh, he could talk just as much shit. I mean, not as good as Alex Kane, but I did enjoy the uh, the little shot there at Kane vis-a-vis the no dumping. Uh, what's your thoughts on his two weeks out? Uh, you know what would have been even funnier mm. is if Willie was just kind of like, oh, you know, I got this no dumping sign here and can't bring Alex Kane here because at Fury Road, I'm going to take a dump right on his face and yeah, that's couldn't do that here. I would have, I w- I I like, gone full into the no dumping like i would have gone all in on that all right i'm kidding obviously i no, I, I, I fucking hope so <laughs> uh, willie, willie uh willie solid yeah like you said he can he can talk trash too like this is from south central you think that that guy can't talk some trash he can talk trash so awesome. alex is is more of a trash talker willie's a little more soft-spoken just i'm gonna go out there and do what i do but yeah you know the 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 excitement is building and Fury Road is going to be fantastic. Yeah, and uh, so I don't know if you've noticed, but Alex Kane kind of on a whirlwind tour, first in Big Bear, then back home in Hotlanta, and now we are three days out from Fury Road for the next set of promos, and Alex Kane has touched down in Miami, and he's greeted by one of Don King's associates, uh, Josiah, and he has present, presented, okay, Alex Kane has presented the same Rolex that Don King wore at the press conference with Mike Tyson when Mike Tyson won his first world title. 
He has gifted this. And Alex Kane just shows it to the camera. And it's one hell of a, of a watch piece. I mean, I'm not a watch guy. I have my like my Puma watch, which cost me 50 bucks. And that was a lot for me. But um, Alex, K, like that, like you got have to appreciate the Rolex. I mean, a Rolex is amazing craftsmanship. And this thing was like decked out in all kinds of diamonds. It was literally stoned out to the nines. And Alex Kane just looks at the camera and says, this is that championship lifestyle. And that's on Boumaye, which is a factual statement because before Alex Kane became affiliated with Boumaye, before Alex Kane became backed by Don King, Alex Kane was just a regular dude like you and I. Now he's going from Big Bear to Hotlanta to Miami. And you know, that's all on Don King's like private jet. So that that's Alex Kane really did on Dom's dime. Absolutely. Alex Kane said nothing about Willie Mack, just showing he's living the high life. So I wonder if that's kind of putting Willie to the side a little bit, which I feel like that that was the case. And I don't think that Alex Kane should sleep on Willie Mack. I'm not saying Alex Kane's not going to retain, but I damn sure think Willie Mack's going to make him work for it. Now we shift to Willie. Before we get your thoughts on this from your perspective on Kane, let's shift to Willie and then we'll get your thoughts on both. Uh, He's three days out and actually he's no longer in south central but he is in antelope valley california and he's asked if he works out and willie does he does work out he absolutely does he chases cats around he yells at the tv when he's on the video games you know why he doesn't really work out rob why he doesn't have a diet why he doesn't do any of this shit because he's naturally gifted and that's 100 percent truthful from his part but when he gets in the zone he's dangerous and that's going to be very dangerous for alex this is willie Mack's words and uh, right after that, we get the recap of Willie becoming the number one contender in that amazing triple threat with Hennigan and Leo Rush. And we are literally now on the road to Fury Road. There is no more stops here, guys. Sunday, Fury Road hits 6 p.m. Fight Plus, $7.99 in America, $10.99 here in Canada because of that fucking bullshit exchange rate. But still, $10.99 for Canadians to enjoy it. That's a great price point for any streaming service nowadays. Can't beat it. Yeah, I pay $25.99 for Netflix, for fuck's sake. So $10.99 is, is a great deal. But, Rob, what's your thoughts on Alex's championship lifestyle, Willie's <laughs> training methods, and then we're going to get into a little bit of discussion about Fury Road and make an announcement about the Fury Road recap coming forward. But what's your thoughts on all this before we start getting into our match predictions for Fury Road? Uh, you know, Alex Kane living that championship life, and who can blame him? He's worked for it. Mm-hmm. He's achieved it. And you, he's reaping the benefits of that life now. He's he's jet sitting around on on Dom's jet, Don's dime, uh, doing that thing. And and I just hope he's not neglecting that training as he's doing this. Well, that's what was my he, thought. That was my thought process going to Miami yeah. and getting greeted with a Rolex. It almost makes it seem like they're having a celebra- celebration in in Miami, three days away from his first title defense. And you're gonna you're sleeping on Willie Mack. Like I get it. But I really wouldn't be sleeping on Willie Mack. I would have been training in Big Bear for three weeks straight. But you're going to Hotlanta, eating steak. You're going to fucking Miami. Like, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's really wise the way he's playing the last two weeks of this. In my honest, I opinion. mean, he's got Don in his corner, so I guess Don will know best. But as far as Willie Mack goes, uh, I, I I found that promo really endearing because we basically follow the same diet although i probably incorporate way more coffee and cigarettes uh the, the yelling at the games the, the chasing the cats it's all the, it's all the same so that really that hit home for me made him a lot more relatable 
uh, as a performer. And uh, yeah, just I'm, I'm excited for this match. And unfortunately, as we're going to get to, I'm not going to be able to watch it live, but uh, I will be be catching it at some point and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a banger i know these two guys are gonna tear the house down so looking absolutely. forward to watching it absolutely so yeah that was the announcement i was saving for the end of the show but rob went ahead and skipped ahead and that's fine so uh your boy will be doing a uh going right out after fury road i will be recording my thoughts my reviews of the show uh but i'll be doing it solo so uh, I hope you uh, enjoy looking at my face or listening to just my voice by itself. If not, uh, we'll probably incorporate Rob's thoughts when we pick up Rewind the week after. Kind of the follow-up uh, Fury Road. Yeah, but, uh, I do uh, apologize to our faithful listeners. Uh, unfortunately, there's only one thing that comes between me and, and doing this stuff, and that's my band. And we are booked. I'll literally be on stage as Fury Road is going on. Uh, so I'm terribly sorry, and, and I regret I will not be able to do the recap because I was really looking forward to it but you'll get my thoughts at some point i know your host your boy george mckay is gonna kill it so i appreciate that i appreciate that well let's get into our predictions because we're only about 50 minutes into this episode and we gotta have some kind of content i mean we gotta have something <laughs> we gotta have something but let's get into it uh match match order in no particular order but our thoughts here we go first match well it's rob's girl the lady of his own heart becca going one-on-one maki ito and this is for the number one contendership for the featherweight championship. That's right. Whoever wins this match gets a straight shot to Delmi Exo, who may or may not be attendance. Her health is still in question after the vicious assault behind the back attack by the cowardly Becca. Uh, but regardless, um, uh, my thoughts aside on, on, on Becca, listen, I, I'm all for, I'm going to give my thoughts on this match if, if it's okay to please you first. I can see you biting your lip, but it's going to happen. So, I appreciate Becca's gumption. I appreciate her moxie. I appreciate everything she stands for in that ring. Her singing ability, there is none. I've said it before and I stand by that statement. But the fact of the matter remains, this match is not going any other way but Becca's way. Hands down, Maki Ito is going to make her work for it, but Becca will be your new number one contender. And I don't know where Delmi stands right now health-wise, but Becca has the upper hand. Getting Delmi at 100 will be hard for Becca getting Delmi at 90% is going to be harder for Delmi because Becca is going to go in there guns blazing. Becca wants that gold. Why would you not want to take it? Literally Delmi won it has only defended it once since then. And to take it away from her after on her second defense, I got to give all the credit in the world to Becca. And I think that Becca versus Delmi is fantastic, but I'm not sleeping on Maka Ito. I'm not, not at all. She's going to make Becca work for her, but Becca will come out on top in this one. Rob? It's uh, the queen of pop versus the queen of piss. And it's going to be an it, it, that's that's Maki Ito, bro. No, I, know, I know. I know. I was I mean, I, was trying I mean, to go simple with it. You all right. Do your thing. No, no. You know how I, how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go straight into it. it, it it's yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting match. It'll be a bit of a clash of styles. It's going to be cool to see. A lot of the American fans might not be familiar with Maki Ito, so it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting. I'm going to be watching the fans a lot during this match, as much as I'm watching the match. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you know my my stance on Becca. She's an incredibly talented performer yes. in on so many levels: music, pro wrestling, in ring. She's uh, in ring. She's phenomenal. She she's fantastic, and you know she's been getting uh, a lot more noticed lately, which is great to see. I don't think it's long before we're going to see her. Uh, on the biggest of stages, but for now she's got to she's got to defeat the queen of of piss. So 
I think it'll be a Becca a Becca win as well. I think Makito will be returning home uh, disappointed. But I think Makito is going to make Becca work for it. Becca's not going. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to go. They're going to. They're going to go. Absolutely, I think this one has the potential to actually be the show stealer match of the night. In my honest opinion, I really, really do. All right, moving forward, uh, let's get into this one. Well, the weapons of mass destruction match is back. Ricky Shane Page versus Jacob Fatu. This is the build that we've been seeing since Fatu won that open weight title. Ricky's had his eyes on it. He wants to be Ricky two belts, much like his tag partner, Akira, is Akira two belts because Akira is your middleweight champ and one half of the tag team champions. The calling wants all the gold. And you know that after Becca and Delmi finishes that feud, Manny Leone has got her eyes on whoever wins that featherweight title. So as we build towards Delmi versus Becca, which we both believe is going to happen, waiting in the wings is Mandy for the calling to try to swipe that featherweight title as well. But for this one, I don't know. I don't know uh, Jacob Fatou's mental state at this point. I don't know where he stands. I know he's off He's off the rails, and an off-the-rails Jacob Fatou in a match that has Scary. weapons in the title is a big fucking problem for the calling. But the one thing the calling does have right now is the numbers. Even if SST does come out and help, the calling can easily keep Lance and Juicy at bay. And Ricky well, ha- Ricky has nothing but toys around him. But I'm not sleeping on Jacob for two. I just think the odds are stacked against him. And for that fact, for that fact about the odds that I don't know if Jacob for two can overcome, I'm picking Ricky Shane Page to win. Not because I want to, but because that's the only way I see it playing out. If Jacob does do it, hey, I'll be glad to admit I was fucking wrong. But I don't know, man. The calling just has way too much momentum right now and way too much gold. And they also have all the trust in Raven. And Raven has a great mind for this business. He may not be able to go as he used to in the ring, but that dude could still go up here. And that's very fucking dangerous to have whispering in your ear. So I'm going to give it to Ricky Shane Page on this one. Yeah, I'm going to reiterate what I previously said on that. I think as much as Fatu has done this kind of match he's done he's done a lot of hardcore street fight stuff when it comes to weapons and death matches and inflicting punishment i actually have to give the edge to ricky shane page that being said i don't think he's gonna come out on top in this match i think jacob fatu is gonna overcome the numbers advantage uh there might be some i I, like again i don't know how we're gonna top anthrax but they need to because they have to top it. You can't have a weapons of mass destruction that's not as good or as big like, as the year before. What if it's like a zombie apocalypse type? No, because then you jump the shark. Nah. Even the anthrax was borderline, but they, they got to have some, like, I, I don't know. They're, COVID if in there's a box? Something, like, can we reiterate? I, I was going to say, if there's COVID, I would, I would understand why people wouldn't do it. I would find it funny. I would find it. But funny. like, but like well, people... Yeah, you and I have a different sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many people do you know, can you think of, that have died of anthrax? Like, it's a deadly... I, I, I honestly don't know anyone, but also, don't forget, we were in our late teens, early 20s when anthrax was a thing. I remember it being more deadly in the States than it was here. Oh, anthrax was a thing in the 80s, but they rocked. But, uh, no, uh, COVID... Being, I remember it being right around no, no. Clinton's, like, final... Anthrax was, was a band, sorry. I'm, I'm talking about the... Okay, anyways. I, I know. I made a joke saying anthrax was big in the 80s. Uh, but but a lot of people have died Bad from joke. COVID, so that might be that might be a little too too edgy. I don't know, but I I would find it funny personally. Uh well, not to I know people that died of COVID. I'm just saying it's it's it, it would be funny, but they gotta top it, and I'm giving the edge to Fatu. Okay. 
Okay, fair enough. I agree with that. I, 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 like I said, I'd be more than happy to say I was wrong on that one, but I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, moving forward. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Computer issues. There we go. Moving forward. All right. How about this? Japan versus Kushida. That's right. New Japan comes through the forbidden door to rock it out in MLW. And this, this is going to be as technical as it fucking goes in terms of matches at Fury Road. And I can't wait for this now. I mean, for me personally, uh, Kushida holds a soft spot in my my heart. Uh, I did remember his name, not like three weeks ago where I barely could remember his name. And then in turn left the edit point in that I should have edited out. So yeah, it was good. It's okay. It is what it is. Hey, shit happens. I'm, uh, I've been working like a dog, hustling for interviews and content like crazy. So, hey, things are bound to slip up. But at least I'm honest enough to say, hey, I, I fucked up. I made a mistake. But Kushida... Deppin, this one is going to be entertaining as fuck. I don't think it's going to have the potential to steal the show, but it will be a match a lot of people remember and maybe talk about when it comes to Fury Road. And I'm going to give the edge to Kushida in this one. I have a lot of respect for Deppin, uh, but I got to give the edge to Kushida in this one just because I've seen Kushida live so many times, especially this past weekend in Toronto for Emergence and Emergence Fallout. And the dude is just so fluid. He is perfection personified in that ring and how WWE let him go. That was one of the biggest mistakes that they made, but he's killing it. He's doing his thing. And Kushida is just an incredible, he is just awe inspiring when you watch him. So I'm going to give this one to Kushida. Yeah. I, I have a soft spot for Kushida as well. Back to the future is one of my favorite movies. I have a flying DeLorean tattooed on my arm. Uh, so his gimmick always, uh, you know, really hit home for me. Uh, I, this is just going to be a great match. A lot of people, uh are not into like i i watched we watched a very technical match uh the past thursday at uh, demand lucha was alex shelley and uh oh geez alex shelley and i was remember i was in the back filming content so i don't remember god that's embarrassing uh but it was alex shelley and 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 i heard somebody say like alex shelley's really good technically but you know he's not the most exciting wrestler to watch i'm like but that's that's technical wrestling like it's not it's not going to be a spot fest. It's technical wrestling. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a hybrid style here. Tony Deppin is absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that dude's tremendously talented as well. So I think this was whoever booked this match really made a nice combination here. I think these guys are going to tear the house down. 100%. So, sorry, you're giving it to Kushida in this one? or Yes, I am giving it to Kushida on this one. All right, perfect. All right, moving on. How about this? Kiss my foot match. Matt Cardona versus Mance Warner. This one will be as entertaining as it will be violent, as it will be gruesome, because Cardona can get dark and dirty. Mance Warner lives in that world. So at the end of the day, Mance Warner may kiss Matt Cardona's well-manicured feet, or the indie god may kiss a foot that has not slipped out of those boots in some time. Honestly and truly... With St. Laurent in his corner and the fact that Mance does have emotion running through him with what happened with Microman. I'm going to give the edge to Matt Cardona and his well-manicured feet. I'm not taking anything away from Mance Warner. I have a door used in a match with Mance Warner that I have signed behind me hanging, which is a fantastic piece to add to my incredible collection. But Matt Cardona's well-manicured feet. I believe will be kissed by Mance Warner, not because Mance wants to, because Cardona and St. Laurent will have something up their sleeve to end up screwing Mance anyways. That's the way I see this going. That's the way I see it going. Uh, I, I see it going similarly. Again, not to take in, not to take anything away from old Mancer. Mancer's a tremendous performer. Get a couple of light beers in him. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was like choking there. <laughs> Try, Anyways, I tried to do an impression, and I had a little lot, yeah. couple lot beers in them. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, it, it's gonna be, it's Sorry. probably gonna be Cardona coming out on top. But I have a feeling, oh, I just got this inkling, hmm. the second gear crew will ensure that old Mansur don't have to kiss no feet. Uh, I, I I think they're going to come make a save somehow because with Mr. St. Laurent there, you know how we do. You know how we do. It, it it's He's going to get involved. So it wouldn't surprise me to see the SGC uh, make a little save for Mantor here, even if he loses the match. Yeah, and you know what? Microman could even be hiding under the ring in order to get a little bit of vengeance on St. Laurent because that's far from over. That is far. We know that's far from over. No. And we like we both got to see Microman in person last week, which was amazing. I was a little bummed he he uh, took off right after his match. I wanted to grab a picture with him, but it was really cool to see him in person and uh, you know, kind of someone we've been watching for for over a year now on MLW. We get to see them live. It's great. It's great. Absolutely is, and he's just as entertaining live as he is on MLW. He hundred percent. He lives up to the hype. Hundred percent. All right, moving on to another one that'll be uh, sorry for the. Rough graphic. I didn't get a chance to resize it, but Ichiban making his MLW debut against Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. This one will be just as technical as Kushida versus Deppin. Uh, and I, uh, I love Ichiban. I love everything he represents. I, I've gone through a lot of the archives on him, and I think he's a fucking talent. But when it comes to Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, the dude just hits different. Honestly and truly, he should have he should have edged out Davy Boy uh, for the Opera Cup. Of my honest, it was opinion. close. It was close, but uh, Tracy Williams came out on the losing end in that Opera Cup final. But I think he has a chance to redeem himself, and I think him and Ichiban are going to go, and they're going to go great. I don't think this will be hybrid. This will be as technical as it gets. I think Tracy will want to keep it to the ground. Tracy will want to keep it submission-based. Ichiban will try to pick his spots to go a little bit hybrid because we can. he can high fly, and he's got great speed. But I think if Tracy gets Ichiban down to the mat where he wants to keep it, this this is a, is a hot sauce win for sure. Hot sauce win for sure for me. If it stays to the ground and Ichiban doesn't get a chance to do what Ichiban does so well. Both of these guys uh, are great. Like you said, technically Ichiban can wrestle that hybrid style. I think that that the uh, edge in terms of power and maybe experience, I mm -hmm. think that Tracy Williams is going to overcome Ichiban here. I agree with you. Uh, I think hot sauce is, is awesome. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot you of skill. You say hot sauce is awesome sauce? Did I say that? No, I'm hot saying, sauce I'm, is awesome no, sauce. I, I, I'm trying to make a dad joke now. We're saying it now. You say hot sauce is awesome sauce. Yeah, he's awesome sauce. And, like and I'm I'm glad that he's in MLW now. Great to see him on that screen. I think he's going to come out on top here. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's it for our Fury Road predictions. That's all the matches that we know have been announced. Now, obviously, they're going to throw in probably a couple curveballs as we lead up to it. They may announce something even the day of. They did that with never say never and we also i forgot to mention we also have a debuting new segment called sessions with saint laurent which you will be unveiling a mystery guest rob does think it's matt cardona i on the other hand don't i think it's actually gene snitsky who i think will be announced as the third member of uh saint laurent's faction titan so you've got baby boy sense. you've got matt cardona and i think you got gene Snitsky, who will be that guest but that's just my honest opinion anyways guys that's it for this rewind of the rewind mixed I, you need to stop that. Stop it. I will mute your mic.
Well, you got to deny the talent, George. All right, guys. Anyways, that's it for this one. Our recap of the recap leading up to uh, Kane versus Willie Mack. Oh, I'm sorry. We forgot to give our predictions on Kane versus Willie Mack. No, we didn't. We talked about that to no end. We both think that Kane is going to take this one. But Willie Mack will make Kane work for it in his, you know, inaugural title defense for sure. Uh, but that's it for this one, guys. Wrapped in the can uh, as we are now. No stops to Fury Road. Sunday, September 3rd, 6 p.m. Bell time. Fight Plus, $7.99 in the States, $10.99 in Canada. Everywhere else depends on the exchange rate, but you can't beat it. And you get a month's worth of amazing content, not only from MLW, but a lot of other great promotions. Everything that's on Fight Plus is available to you for that price point. So don't miss your chance. Don't forget, right after Fury Road happens, I will be recording my reviews on Fury Road solo, but I'll still knock it out as best I can. It won't be the same without Uncle Bobby B, but he will be shredding it on the base. He'll be slapping the base uh live on stage so guys don't forget uh check that out when it drops it'll be dropping literally an hour or so after fury road on september 3rd but peace love and wrestling enjoy your long weekend your last weekend of summer before school starts at least back here in canada i know the kids in the states are already been in school for at least two weeks now but guys enjoy the final week of summer and peace love and wrestling we'll see you next week peace Adios.